0: This is The Bible in Depth with PJ. Join us as we take a deeper look into scriptures and study the Word of God together. Now here is Pastor Jim. Hey everybody, Uh, it's good to see you. I've been off for three weeks. Uh, They sent me off on a sabbatical to relax. I enjoyed myself, but I'm back. And so we're going to pick up with our verse-by-verse Bible study today and We've left off last time as we're going through Colossians and and I know most of you watch this on our YouTube channel throughout the week. Some of you watch it live right now on Facebook our page and you'll watch it later on Facebook and um, there's different avenues you can download it as a podcast however you watch it. Here's my heart. I want you to grow in the Word of God. It's one of the things that really beats deeply within me um, Paul said, I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of God, everything. And so these Bible studies are a way to, uh, to, to give you strong foundations in your life moving beyond Sunday morning. So I appreciate those of you who watch us, those eager to learn. I try to keep it around 20, 22 minutes because I know tension spans a day and you're busy. So I try to keep it like that. So today we're going to hit in just one verse, but let me just say we've been looking at behaviors Paul has that are um, behaviors that we as Christians, once we come to Christ, we have died to and we we leave them behind. And the last time we talked, three weeks ago, on that list were things like slander. It's a speech that, um, that tears other people down. And then there was malice, ill will towards other people. And he talked about wrath, those sudden Angry outbursts, you know, that we get into. Paul says, we die to those things. We leave them behind. But we got one more in on that list before we move on to other things in the list. And that's the one thing we're going to talk about today as we examine just one verse, just one verse in Colossians. And it begins with my first point, and that is do not lie. Just do not lie. Now, in Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to read the one verse we're going to look at today in Colossians. We'll cross reference a bit. But it says in verse 9, Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. Ah, so he says, don't lie to each other. That's a lifestyle you've left behind. Let me tell you something about lying. You want to destroy a marriage? Start lying. You want to discredit yourself as a minister? Start lying. You want to destroy and bankrupt your business? Start lying in that business. You want to hurt your Christian witness to share Christ with others? <laughs> Become a liar. Lying is one of the worst things that we can do. Now, from a theological perspective, meaning the study of God, it's really bad. Lying's really bad. Let me show you why. In John 8, it says this. You are of your father, the devil, you want to do the desires of your father. This is Jesus talking to religious folk. Specifically, they'd be like pastors in that day. He says, you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. Man, it's incredible. Whenever he speaks a lie, speaking of the devil, He speaks from his own nature. That's interesting. The devil's nature is lying, for he is a liar, and he's a father of lies. Now, what did Jesus just lay out? He says, look, number one, the devil's a liar. It's his nature. Now, pause. Jesus, on the other hand, is the truth. It's his nature. Hmm. We're called to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ who is truth. He's not a liar. Now watch what Romans 8 29 says about truth, about conforming. It says, for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, of Jesus Christ, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. So guess what? You and I as followers of Christ, disciples, or to become conformed to the character of Jesus Christ, not Satan. Lying is a conforming to the character of the enemy because he's a liar. Now you know this already, but I'm going to say it anyway. On the job site, at a job, people fire liars. Do they not? In the dating world, people fire, at least they should, people fire liars. You you don't hang with liars. You know you don't. You you get rid of liars. You you pump the liar. Now, let me say something for maybe one person out there and maybe more but um, I've talked to many people over the last uh, almost 40 years and I know there's people out there that lying has hurt you, it's hurt you in romantic relationships, possibly in friendships. But you might have been in a romantic relationship with somebody and um, it didn't end well. And it didn't end well because well, they weren't the person they were presenting themselves as. Maybe you found out that They were seeing somebody else on the side. Or maybe you found out that they were relating to another person online. That they had this other relationship going on. Or that they were pursuing somebody else online, someone like that. And your trust was broken. Thus, your heart was broken. And why? Because they weren't being truthful. They weren't being honest. They were lying, my friends. Lying is so destructive in relationships. Listen, why do you think Jesus said, the thief, meaning Satan, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy? He comes to wreck things. He comes to wreck relationships. Lying will wreck it. It will destroy it. We need to be like Jesus and be truth-tellers. Let me tell you the second thing about lying. Lying always demands more, guess what? Lying. If I tell a lie today, more than likely somewhere down the road, a day, a week, a month, I'm going to have to tell a lie here to cover up the lie that I told over here. Now, let me give you a, a situation that happens. Many times the lie, to cover up this lie, is in the form of twisting what a person lied about. Let me give you this potential situation. It's just, I'm gonna make this one up. Let's say you go online, and you find out that your spouse charged $100 to buy whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you ask them, the question is, and you say, I thought you said, you didn't charge it. The spouse is caught. So what they might do is they twist it now and they say, well, that's not what I said. Uh, I, I said I didn't, I didn't want to charge it, but I had to. Now, that's not what they said, but that's not what they're twisting now. And then they might add, see, I, I can't tell you uh, I, I charge it because you get all crazy. Now, watch what they just did. They, first off, covered up a lie with a lie. But they also took it and they twisted it and they turned it around and they pinned it back on you, saying, you're the reason I have to lie. That happens a lot, guys. It happens a lot. But in its um, base form, lying always demands more lying. It always does. That's why you never want to start with a lie here because you're going to have to lie down here. Not lie down like lay down, but lie down the road, okay? Lying always demands more lying. It always does. So stay within the truth. Be honest. Don't live a life where you have to cover it up and start making up stuff. The third thing I want to say about that is this. Lying comes in many forms. Many, many forms does lying come. I'll give you some. Exaggeration. You know, grandiose talk, building ourselves up bigger, making ourselves sound bigger and better than we really are. That's 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 exaggeration. <clears throat> now, um, uh, Jesus said, "If I glorify myself, my glory's nothing." See, you don't want to make yourself sound bigger and better all the time. Look, and I'm not telling you that on your job resume not to put down all your accomplishments and what you're good at because you're just being honest there. I'm talking about in your daily life as you walk around making yourself sound better, talking grandiose. Nobody likes that, okay? Nobody likes that. Let's walk around like Jesus. You know, there were times when (laughs) when Jesus would do miracles and and he would tell people not to say anything about it. Isn't that interesting? Don't go boasting about it for me. Of course, they went and boasted about it. Look what Jesus did. But he always said, "No, no, you don't need to say anything. Isn't that interesting? So watch out for the exaggerations of life. The second way line works is blame. Now, blame is basically a spin. It's a misdirection to throw off the other person. It excuses itself by taking the light off itself and putting the light on something, someone else or somebody else or maybe even upon you. Now, blame. We know that blame is also part of a fall and you live in a fallen world. And let me just say quickly that If you wonder why the world is so the way it is, you live in a fallen world. This isn't heaven, okay, so don't get your expectations up too high. Peter in the New Testament says, we are strangers and we are aliens in this land and our citizenship is in heaven. We are here to move the kingdom of God, push back against the domain of darkness by snatching people out of the fires of hell and bringing them to Jesus. That's our job. That's how the kingdom advances, but blame. In Genesis chapter three, blame. Adam and Eve, the moment, the moment they sin, one of the one of the fallen uh, dysfunctions of their life is now when God says, Have you eaten of the fruit? Oh, and Adam says, It's that woman. She, she's the one maybe. And then the woman, Eve, poor girl, she's oh, it's a serpent. And I shouldn't say poor girl, she blames the serpent, but if the poor serpent, you know, who, who can he blame? But see, they blame and blaming is a form of lying because we're just taking the light off. We're spinning it and we're pinning it back on you. You want to ruin a relationship? Start blaming your spouse. Start blaming everybody else. You want to lose a job? Start blaming everybody at the job. You want to hate a job? Start blaming the job for your unhappiness. Blame is lame, my friends. We need to take responsibility and have the guts to take responsibility in our lives when we mess up or when we do something. Take responsibility. Man up. Woman up. Okay? You will be much better off if you quit blaming mommy or daddy or whoever and just start to walk as an adult. Grow up. If you come on Sundays, you know I say this periodically. You look out in this world and you see people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, They're physically that age, intellectually that age. Well, that's questionable. But intellectually that age, but emotionally they're just children. That's why you see them all angry and crazy and blaming this and blaming that. And isn't it wild that the people out there that are screaming so loud that they can fix the world, they can't even fix themselves? Enough of my high horse there. But blame is lame. The third, uh, another thing about lying is lying is just like another form. It's just like denial. You know. Oh, I used to be that way. No, you're still that way. <laughs> you know, there's a surefire way to stunt your your emotional and spiritual and relational growth, and that is to be in denial about yourself. Okay, let me tell you about that. You guys have you know me, you've been around me, so you you know this is imperfection right here. I know it. I know it. I'm. I come from a lot of dysfunction in my past. I'm the first one to admit it but there's something that I learned along the way and for 32 years I've been practicing this very, very diligently and that is this. I tell myself, I use the word recognition. I must recognize things. There's no transformation without recognition. And once I recognize, then I can redirect myself. I teach this to people in one-on-one. I talk to them, I say, look, when I start to, if ever I talk to people and they want counseling, whatever, I start to show them the dysfunction, the things that I've learned about myself, basically, and applying scripture to it, and I look, you, you have to recognize it. If you want transformation in your life, you must recognize what you're doing, how dysfunctional it is, and then from there you can redirect that thinking and that behavior according to the Word of God, and you get out of denial. But unless you begin to recognize and admit these things about yourself, ain't nothing going to change, nothing going to change. Let me give you, for instance, Nehemiah, one of my favorite characters, you know that of the Old Testament. Testament. Jim, everybody's your favorite character, I know. But Nehemiah, when he comes to the city to rebuild the wall, and he's never been there, and he walks around at night, he investigates the whole thing. It's been a hundred years that wall's been torn down. <laughs> and It's a long time. You know, when something's been that way for a long time, you begin to overlook it, don't you? Well, the first thing Nehemiah does after he examines all the damage, he brings everybody together, the, pe- the people in the city, and he says this. You see the condition that we are in that the wall is torn down and the gates are burned with fire. Why does he say that you see the condition we're in? Because they didn't see it anymore. They walked around it so long, they don't even see it anymore. See, you and I can walk around something so long in our life, live a certain way so long, think a certain way for so many years, we don't even notice anymore. This is just the way it is. We don't recognize anymore. Therefore, if we don't recognize there's no redirection, and if there's no redirection, there's no transformation. We have to recognize. We've got to be brutally honest with ourselves. Otherwise, we're just walking around the same dysfunctions of our life, the same wrong thinking. This just the way it is. But Nehemiah comes along. His name means comforter. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is a comforter. So, Nehemiah is a picture of the Holy Spirit. He comes along and starts to show us things like, you see the condition you're in, Jim? You see these issues you have? You can't skate around it. You can't dance around it anymore. You can't do these things. And, and I'm just telling you, I've been brutally honest with myself for 32 years. And every time another brutally honest thing comes up, it's like, okay, this is another thing i got to work on. Because you can dance around and walk around things in your life for the rest of your life and never see it. Denial is a big, big deal. It's huge. Now, the next thing about lying is, comes in the form of deceit. Deceit? Yeah, deceit. You're at a business. You run a business. You work the count. Whatever it is. When When will this come in by? When can I have this? Oh, it'll be here. It'll be ready Tuesday for sure. You know that's not true. But you're just saying it. That's deceit. That's a lie. You don't want to be deceitful like that. Now, let me give you this last thought about lying. Lying is the reason We live in a fallen world. It's the reason why this, the culture, the world is so upside down, so decayed. And you give it enough time, it gets worse and worse. It all began with lying. How how so, Jim? Well, back to Genesis 3 in that garden. The serpent comes up starts talking about that fruit. Eve says, um, oh no, we can't eat it. If we eat it, God says, we're going to die. The serpent, he hears that, he instantly injects a lie. He says, you surely shall not die. Not just you won't die, you surely shall not die. He instantly lies by calling God a liar. And then he adds another lie. He says, Eve, Do you understand that if you eat that fruit, you'll be like God? You get to decide what's right and wrong, what's good and evil. You become the shot-caller. We're going to deify your opinions. It's whatever you think is right. There's no absolutes anymore. It's whatever you think is right. What's good for you is good for this and not for me and this for that. And whatever anybody feels, that's what he was telling Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or need prayer, please send us an email to hello at NBCC.com. We'd love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and take a second to rate it. Until then, we'll see you next time.